0: Hey team, welcome back to another episode of the Jen Commandments podcast. I am your host, Jen Nguyen. I'm an engineer currently working in Wisconsin. I grew up in the Chicagoland area and I went to college in Michigan. So... Today is... Well, okay. I'm recording this on the 16th, so today is not technically my birthday. But when I release it, it'll be my birthday. So, it's my 25th birthday. Woo! Yay! Um, I love birthdays. I think they're so fun. I love celebrating my people on their birthday. I like celebrating myself on my birthday. I just think it's fun. Um, so for the episode today, we're going to do 25 lessons for 25 years. I know that that's like, you know, cheesy, but I don't give a fuck. That's one of my lessons, actually. Um, Dante's just zooming around, so don't mind him. (laughs) Um, okay, so... We'll get right... Uh, is there anything I want to tell you guys about? Oh, I um, I went to therapy last week. I like started with a new therapist and she's really cool. It was like an instant fit. And I think she and I are going to make a lot of progress. I think the focus for that is to work on my... Intimacy problems, question mark. <laughs> So we're going to do that, I think. Um, love that for me. Um, but my first assignment um, in therapy was... Okay. Word. My first assignment for therapy was... Um, to do something, to to play like a child uh, every day or do something childlike every day Um, because I did not spend a lot of time as a child acting as a child. I did and I didn't. Um, I was very much... uh, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, (laughs) I don't want to get into it. Uh, but I got a Lego set and I put that together and I got ice cream for dinner today. Um, I, she told me coloring didn't count cause it's still like controlled play. I'm having a little bit of a hard time doing like rambunctious childlike stuff. Um, I think naturally every day I'm a little childlike. If you could see my apartment, you'd be like, this is a kid's apartment. <laughs> um but I don't know. So I I'll tell I'm gonna tell her about that, about how like it not being like where coloring is you color in the lines, um Lego is like putting something together, like it's very structured play and I struggle with I've I've struggled to feel comfortable enough in myself, I guess, to do unstructured play, but I dance around my apartment every day, so it's like, eh, I don't know, I don't know, well, whatever, she and I will discuss, (laughs) but yeah, so that's, that's what I've been working on since last week, um, I... I got my period and so I have been very grumpy and I don't know if it's grumpy, but I just like, I think since I started getting my period regularly after college ended, um, okay, Dante, he's perched up on my shoulder right now. Oh, hi, my name's Jen. I'm 25 years old and I still sit on the floor. Um and eat my meals at the coffee table while sitting on the floor. I record all my podcasts on the floor. <laughs> um, big flo- I'm a big floor sitter. Um, anyway, um, y'all, I'm 25 years old. We're gonna be all over the place today because <laughs> I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been working on therapy stuff. I was super lazy this weekend um, because it was um, blizzarding, and then it's been polar vortexing, and you know, I it just doesn't it just doesn't give doing things. And then I got my period. It's just like ugh, you know. Um, (laughs) so yeah I okay when I first started making this list I thought it had I thought they all had to be like very life-changing fit I I put too much pressure on myself about what they should be um and so i smoked a little bit and then i sat in a perkins parking lot i played music and i just started tippity tapping in my notes app so these are my 25 lessons for 25 years um number one is go to the doctor when something is wrong I have always been somebody who has had the tough it out mentality of, like, when something's wrong, just banking on the fact that eventually it'll go away, Um, and I think for some things that's okay, but that's not okay for everything, and if at any point, something is wrong where you're like, this is more than just like an ache or something. Cause you know the difference between like hurt, like good pain and injury pain, right? And cause like you can be sore from working out or whatever, but you know the difference, you know, and it doesn't even have to be painful. If there's an abnormality with your body, you need to get it checked. Um, so that's all. That's the first one. (laughs) Um, most of them are not that serious, but that one is, um, it's important to me now, <laughs> it, like, if you would have, I didn't have this mentality a year ago, like, it's, As I'm getting older, and I, I'm 25, like, I'm still young as fuck, but, like, I am getting to the age now where taking care of yourself becomes more imperative for the longevity of your life, um, and it's so important, and mental health is included in that, um, like, <clears throat> your brain, or, like like any other organ or part of your body, your brain needs, sometimes needs medicine, right? And it's okay to service that organ the same way you would service any other part of your body. Um, So sometimes people need medicine for their kidneys or their liver. And just like that, you might need medicine for your brain. So that's that on that. No shame, no, you deserve to live a long and happy life way more than you should feel weird or weak for going to the doctor. So, that's that on that. Number two, (laughs) similarly, uh, number two is everything is that serious. And I didn't mean that in, like, a this context where, like, something could be seriously wrong with you. I mean it in the context of, like, every beautiful moment, every, like... Every time you go someplace and the music, there's music playing and you're giggling and having fun with all your friends and you're like, dang, life can be kind of cool. That's that serious. Like you being sad about some, some person who probably doesn't deserve it. It's that serious. Everything that you deem is important is that serious. And no one can or should be able to diminish everything that's important to you. Um, Or anything that's important to you, I guess, is what I actually mean. Like, yeah. If it's important to you, it's important. And so if you think it's serious, then it is. And for no other reason than you think it is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's lesson number two. <laughs> um, number three is life is only embarrassing if you're embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> um, I think a couple of these have this same sort of essence. So if I repeat. Um, sort of like moral compasses throughout these lessons just know that like then I really believe in it I guess but um, okay so existing is fucking embarrassing sometimes just like just being alive if you're somebody like me who has social anxiety or whatever. Just existing is fucking scary. And it's like being, it's like being scared of looking silly in front of coworkers. It's, it's, I don't know, doing something mildly embarrassing in front of people. It's, stuttering while you're public speaking or whatever sometimes life is fucking embarrassing but like why because have you guys heard that like viral tiktok sound um where it's like i've never remembered anybody's body good or bad more like at the beach more than just like the moment i saw them or some shit Anyway, the point is, (laughs) sorry, Um, the point is that everyone is so worried about being perceived. And I think because we're all so worried about ourselves, we never notice any other, anybody else's other embarrassing shit and like I don't know dude I've just sort of started to give up on this idea that life is embarrassing and like I st- obviously I still hold that like general <laughs> generalized anxiety throughout my life but like no, I'm gonna go dance at the club because I love dancing or, and I'll look silly with my friends and whatever. I, oh, one second. My friend is, she's flying back into Appleton. She has an update, one sec. Okay, anyway, so the thing is, is like, We're all weird, right? Or we're all... We all got shit that we, in theory, should and could be embarrassed about. But, like, what if we just weren't? You know? Like, what if we all just existed... Exactly the way we wanted to exist? And, like... We didn't shame each other for it, you know. Hi, Bubby. So that's that on that. Um, so I, I'm that's something I'm still obviously learning. It's a lesson that I'm in the process of learning. But bitch, what if you're just not embarrassed? What then? What then? What if you? What if you piss your pants at the bar and you just decide that you're not embarrassed about it? <laughs> you know what I mean, like, and not whatever, dude. But like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what's next? Um. Oh, number four is the "why can't it be you" mindset. Um. I think for a long time, I would feel like, why should it be me, I guess? Um, And I carried that for a long time, like when I first started college and like that sort of thing, like the imposter syndrome of it all. And um I think recently I'm like, well, why not? What what about me? Why why shouldn't it be me? Why shouldn't I start a podcast because I want to? Why shouldn't I post this be like what I don't know Why is... People do whatever they want all the time. Why can't I also? And, like, obviously not in a disrespectful way to others or whatever, but, like, why have I been so nervous to just be myself places for so long? You know? And, yeah. I... I got a new job this year and I was nervous to apply because like it was a position to me that seemed like you had to be really tech savvy and like smart to do. And I was like, you know what, I was in a really bad situation and I was like, you know what, why not? Why, like who is stopping me basically? And um, I think, if you carry that confidence, too, of like, well, why shouldn't it be me? I think that instills a lot of trust in the people around you as well, where it's like, oh, well, if she believes that she can, then I believe that she can. And I don't know, carrying yourself with confidence changes a lot for you, I think. And I, I like, <laughs> I don't know. I like people, a lot of people have told me that, um, I'm intimidating, uh, when they first meet me or whatever. And so I think that in a weird way, I've been carrying that. Why can't it be you mindset with me before I actually felt that way? Um, which is fine, I guess. I don't know. Um, but I think actually starting to believe it has been really worldview changing for me. Why can't I just, why can't I go to China at 20? Why can't I go to New York City at 19 with one of my best friends? Like, just why can't I? The anything is yours to take, you know? And a lot of that, I don't know, that's best that on that. We could get into how like a lot of women miss out on opportunities because they don't have that mindset and like how men will apply to jobs that they don't meet the job requirements for, but will still get it just because they're, (sighs) and I don't know if it's cockiness. It's just like, it's that mindset it's well why not why can't it be me you know so I don't know y'all y'all get what I'm saying I don't know if I get what I'm saying but I hope y'all do (laughs) um uh number five is compliment people when you're out um this is something that will not only make the per, like the person receiving the compliment feel good. It makes you feel good. Um, and I know that there's a lot of people with like social anxiety that are a little, that might be too nervous to like do so. And like if you're a straight, straight presenting man, um, I don't know how well this would do for you either. Um, if you're complimenting, like, women. I don't know. Um, But as a woman, um, and most of you who listen are women, um, like, complimenting girlies while you're out is one of the best, it is one of my favorite parts of being a woman, personally. Like, I love hyping each other up. That's kind of my whole thing, one second. Sorry y'all. Dante been on one lately. He's been in a teenager phase. Um, what's next? Uh, I was talking about complimenting people while you're out. Yeah, do that shit. It's fun and it's good karma. Like that. That's not why you should do it, but like it is though. Um. Oh, it, the next one, number six. It's cool to care about things. Guess what, bitch? I care about every fucking thing, and. I, I had a lot of people growing up who made me feel shame about that, who made me feel shame about being sensitive and like being an athlete growing up, that was not ideal. Um, and like, not only that, but like G money would be, like, if you want to stop, like, getting your feelings hurt, you're going to have to stop caring so much about things, and, like, would very much ingrain it in my head that, like, it's a me problem, you know what I mean, which is funny as fuck, because he was, like, way more sensitive, if not more so, (laughs) or, like, just as, oh, my bad, just as sensitive, if not more so, um... And so like, I don't know, dude, like, and he was the person that I, at the time, like I loved most in the world. Um, and we'll get to like, he, he's a lesson in these 25 as well. Um, but, um, it's just like for somebody who like you care most about their opinion in the whole world, like for them to be like, you care too much about shit Bitch, okay, and? <laughs> like, why is that a bad thing? Why is it a bad thing to... It's not. It's not. It's it's literally the best thing. Um, and it's a gift to feel things so intimately and passionately. And there is bad that comes with it like caring so much about things can lead you to be disappointed about things and whatever um but it's worth it for the kind of love that you get to feel because of it and like learning how to be really in tune with your emotions so that you can feel that wide range of emotion is so invaluable to me. Like, you could not put a price on it, in my opinion. So, that's that. What's next? Um, Seven is find girlfriends everywhere you go. Pretty self-explanatory. Men and women. I think y'all need some fucking girlfriends. Girlfriends will give it to you straight. Girlfriends will not... Hype up your head if it's not a good idea. They might. (laughs) But, like, if you have some fucking real girlfriends who actually give a fuck about your well-being, like, you will be straight. I promise. Like, you're gonna be okay. Um, Number eight is be grateful. Um the, the next three really kind of all go together. Um, eight, nine, and 10 are be grateful. No one owes you anything. And then you owe everyone common courtesy and respect. I think when these, in my opinion, (laughs) these work together sort of as like a, like a triforce, right. Of like when you have no expectations of other people um, in that sort of no one owes you anything mindset, you are always grateful for everything that you're given. You know that life is difficult, and if anyone does anything to or for you to help or aid your journey in life, it is a distinct gift. Um, And on the other side of that, you have a human duty to be kind, courteous, and respectful of everyone around you. Now, the two that are, they're kind of contradictory, right? Of like, no one owes you anything, but you owe people this. I think that to be true where like no one owes you anything but you owe people this the reason why I think or know it to be true is that like if you don't have expectations of people doing anything for you but you know that you're gonna be respectful and kind no matter what I think It puts you in a position where you don't take things very personally, but you know that you're doing what you need to do to be the best person that you can be, if that makes sense. And there's another one on here about, you know, like, I'll just wait. (laughs) We'll talk about it when it comes up. (laughs) Um, so those, that's eight, nine, and 10. Be grateful. No one owes you anything, but you owe everyone common courtesy and respect. Um, 11 is, if it's not absolutely yes, it's no. Um, I mean this in regard to romantic partnership. I mean this in regard to, um... I don't know, any big life decision where like you don't know for sure whether it's the right move or not. Um, I think obviously there are times where you'll never know 100% whether something is the right opportunity, but I do think that people in their heart of hearts know what the right decision for them is. And so unless your gut is telling you 100% yes, then chances are something's not right, you know? So that's, that's, um, which number is that? 11. Number 12 is it's fun is enough of a reason. So... I think for so much of my life, I, even if I did things just because it's fun, I felt a lot of shame for doing those things or like I had to be doing something to better myself or it is supposed to help with this or that or whatever. And like, because it's silly and fun is more than enough of a reason, you know, like Dante, what are you doing? Okay. He was being so distracting. (laughs) All right. We're good. We're good. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, I was talking about, um, it's fun being enough of a reason. That's it. That's all like doing things just because it's fun. I think growing up poor or whatever, like, cause I don't, I was definitely not super on, like we weren't like broke, broke, but like we were struggling there for a little bit. Um, I think You grow up with the mentality of, like, everything you do has to be for profit or working towards profit, right, or something, Um, or working towards something that's going to benefit you in some way. And I want to get out of that. I want to get out of that mindset of, like, that's the only reason we do shit around here. So Legos has been super helpful with that. I've done it once. <laughs> I've colored a lot in the last couple, like, month or so. I'm trying to open myself up to hobbies and just stuff to, like, stop me from fucking de- like doom scrolling and just sitting in my place. Sad. (laughs) Um, so that's what we're working on. Um, but yeah, so it's fun. Bitch, chase the fun. And like, what is life if not to giggle and laugh? Like, what are we doing here if we're not here to have some fucking fun? Um... Number 13 is nothing is permanent, um, which is both very soothing and unsettling, I guess. Um, Any decision can be reversed. Well, most decisions. Um, And like, I don't know, man. I I always think or notoriously I have thought of things of like you're either all in or you're all out. And one of these other ones sort of contradict this sort of oh uh, the everything is that serious. <laughs> but I mean I mean the everything is that serious is more of like a Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, this episode's not going well. I And listen, I don't have time to re-record it, so... <laughs> I'm going on a trip this weekend. I It's like 9 o'clock at night right now. We don't have time to redo it, so we're just rolling with the punches, bitch. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I, like... I used to think of everything in concrete of, like, if I don't want to be friends with this person now, I can never be friends with this person again. Or if... Like, if I start a relationship with somebody, it has to be forever. Or, um... I don't know. I just, like... I don't think... I recognized back then that that feeling of needing the reassurance of permanence came from such a deep sense of fear of rejection. And um, just because something doesn't last forever doesn't mean that it meant nothing and or it didn't exist at all and I think learning that has set me free in a lot of ways of like I know what my truth is and that doesn't need to be proven through staying through things that are traumatic for the sake of loyalty i guess i don't know i don't that one is up to interpretation bitch nothing is permanent can mean everything that you want it to mean and also none of it (laughs) um number 14 (laughs) number 14 I'm sorry this is a this is a rough one y'all um thanks for sticking with me 25 lessons for 25 years bitch and I still don't know how to talk on this microphone um number 14 is it's not a crime to not know um for most of my college career if not all of my college career if I didn't explicitly know the answer, I would not speak in class. And I remember back when I was in high school, I wasn't scared like that in school. And I think as soon as I started to feel that I was in a room with other... Okay, so this that's not fair, actually. Let me backtrack. Because that's not exactly what I'm trying to say either. Um, I think once I started feeling like the most inferior and least smart person in the room, I started being insecure about being smart at all. And... I was never, I was living in the, why should it be me mindset instead of the, why can it be you mindset? And I felt a lot of shame around being in rooms that I felt like I didn't deserve to be in. And... The T is, is you belong in every room you ever make it into, because you wouldn't have made it into the room if you didn't belong there. Period. That's the end of the sentence. There's no but, there's no and, there's no second part of the fucking sentence, dude. Like, you belong in every room that you've been in, because if you didn't, you wouldn't be in there. That's it. <clears throat> and even if that means that, which more than likely you're not, but even if you are the weakest link in the room, you deserve to know because you're in the fucking room. Somebody put you there because they felt you were worthy and you are. You should know that you're worthy too. And if you don't know, you don't know. And it's cool to ask questions and it's okay to be interested enough in what you're doing and care enough because caring is fucking cool dude um (laughs) to inquire about the things that you don't know about like it's less about the ignorance and the not knowing and more about caring enough about it to make the inquiry and you should always care enough to make the inquiry for yourself and for your relationship to whatever you're trying to learn take the steps necessary to do the learning that you want to do and don't let insecurity keep you from that fucking knowledge. Because knowledge is so important and you deserve to... If somebody felt like you are smart enough to be in the room, bitch, then you deserve all the knowledge that's in the room. It would be a disservice to yourself not to ask the fucking question. So, it's it's not a crime to not know. Number 15 is... Showing emotion slash passion takes more courage than repressing it. Hoo, hoo, hoo. I've been waiting on this one, bitch. I've been waiting on being able to talk about this. (laughs) I think... um, Similarly to it's everything is that serious. I... From roughly 7th grade until the summer between my junior and senior year of college, or not college, my junior and senior year of high school, I was very, very angry about the life that had been given to me and the situation that at the time, because I was religious, that God thought that I deserved or that I was strong enough to handle. Um, And I never cried. And the only time that I showed emotion was when it was negative and i think a lot of times you learn as a little human that that's mostly when anger is widely accepted to be shown because it's not it's not encouraged to be to like show anger but it's the only time that it feels like Emotion is taken seriously, where like people will hear you. So I think that a lot of times I resorted to anger, I never cried, and I very infrequently showed emotion in a positive manner. I I mean, I was always... I've always been, like, a big, giggly person. But, like... I could never express gratitude. I would never compliment people in public. Or, like... I was very hard on the world. Um, And... When the summer between my junior and senior year of high school my whole world kind of broke at once and I went through this whole big thing and it was all triggered by my really really mean toxic ex he doesn't even get a nickname dude (laughs) um he finally broke up with me and like I would have never broken up with him, so thank God he broke up with me, you know? But, like, at the time, I thought I was going to die. Like, I slept in my mom's room for, like, a week. I wouldn't leave her bed. Like, it was terrible. And once I broke like that, when, like, my mom had to hold, like, a intervention <laughs> where she was like, she sat me down at the dining room table and was like, bitch, <laughs> we need to figure some shit out. <laughs> She's a good mom, dude. Um, and we did, we sat there for probably four hours and I, was like, I I don't know why I'm even on this tangent right now, but I was like, I don't feel good enough for anyone. Like, I, it feels like every man that I've ever interacted with has never picked me, and I can't help but think it's a reflection of me and not them. And I think that was the first time that my mom really understood to what extent the damage between my father and I's relationship really affected me in a day-to-day way. And I don't know, my like after I broke, and I started spending a lot more time with friends, I started spending a lot more time with family, I started doing things that I wanted to do to make me happy and to, I openly communicated my feelings. I openly, I started crying for happy and sad things. Like it takes you emotionally breaking. And if that's what it takes for somebody else, like, just know that on the other side of that is being able to openly express emotion. And quite frankly, not giving a fuck about how the rest of the world perceives it. Because you know what it's like to feel anger. At everything. You know what it's like to disregard every positive feeling that you feel because you almost feel guilty for feeling anything other than pissed off. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Eventually, because repressing your feelings just comes from a place of being scared of being rejected for those feelings. And once you get, you take that power away from other people of like, I don't give a fuck if you reject my feelings because they're my feelings. Bitch, it's so empowering. I don't even know what I've been talking about. Let's move on to the next one. Um, number 16 is stay away from people who don't cry. That's it. To go along with the fucking story I just said, If people aren't in tune with their feelings, you should stay away from them because they're going through mental warfare. And guess what? It's not your job to fix it, bitch. Anyway, number 17 is it's not personal. Um, There's almost nothing that other people do that is done with malintention as it relates to you. And that's it. Like, obviously there are exceptions to that. And like, people will be like, yeah, I did that shit out of spite. There are obviously exceptions. There's always exceptions. But I would say, generally speaking, people are only acting out of their own triggers and out of their own self-preservation tactics and based on whatever trauma they have. And all, nearly never does it have to do with you at all. At all, bitch. It almost never has to do with you. And so if you, if you take that into consideration when dealing with complicated relationships with people, it becomes a lot easier to forgive those around you and lead with a pure heart as you navigate those relationships. Because for me, even if somebody really, really hurts me, I can be like, here's where that probably came from. And like, even if that, even if it still means that you never talk to them again, you can still sleep tight knowing that like, ugh, you're just broken and that's okay. You know, like <laughs> we're all broken. So <laughs> tee hee. <laughs> you know what I mean like I don't know dang that sucks it sucks that your shit made you act like that and that hurt my feelings that sucked but like it's okay you know we can't win them all um number 18 is smile when people make eye contact with you now listen i be bitching constantly about how when I'm in stores, motherfuckers just be talking to me. But listen, if you make eye contact with me, I'm gonna smile. And here's why. I think as a society right now, we're really lacking personal interaction, like human interaction, because we're so isolated with technology. And um, man, it's easy to just pop a smile. Let's brighten each other's fucking days. It's not hard. It's easy, dude. It takes a second. And sometimes they might start a conversation with you. Sometimes they might sometimes they won't and like listen this is another one where it's like if you're a straight man I don't know if you should do this you know cuz like y'all got a weird reputation you know what I mean <clears throat> anyway um. yeah I'm fucking be kind to yourself and your neighbors bitch come on smile at people Uh, Number 19 is getting over your first love will feel like your biggest accomplishment. And listen, I am a well-educated woman. I am a successful woman. I am a beautifully passionate woman. I am a compassionate woman. I am all these very intelligent and beautiful things. But listen, in my opinion, one of the greatest accomplishments I've ever made is getting over my first love. Because <laughs> we were in a hyper codependent relationship for at the time, half of my life. And in order for me to move on from my first love, shout out G-Money, I had to heal such specific traumas of mine. And I had to let go of this this ideology of permanence. And so, even though I have a bachelor in science, even though I am a 25-year-old woman who has her own apartment, her own car, her own dog, her own fucking, like, Empire in the making, bitch. (laughs) Um, I see that as one of my greatest accomplishments because I really had to heal myself in order to move on from that. And to really see... Because for, for a long time, I... Logically, I knew that... This person was not my person, um, just from, like, a lifestyle difference point of view. Um, but I had to, like, understand it in my heart, and obviously I still have days where I'm, like, nostalgic for, and it's not even for him, it's for that sort of intimacy with somebody. Um, But overall, I don't miss him anymore. And there's a part of me um, that feels guilty about that, that feels guilty that I've, like, for so long also, I didn't move on because... I wasn't okay with, I felt, sorry, (laughs) I felt as though if it was just left in my memory, then it didn't actually exist. And I know what existed and I know that it's best kept in my memory and that's it so that's honestly in my 25 years that is the thing that I'm most proud of and I know that that's so silly but it took (laughs) it took years for me to like believe in myself enough to move on from that codependent relationship and i'm excited that i did (laughs) so yeah um 20 is um oh my god this one's gonna make me cry too um 20 is you'll always miss the younger versions of yourself um Innocence is so sweet, but the wisdom that comes is so elegant and regal and divinely feminine. And, sorry, one sec. (laughs) Okay. Um, I look back at old pictures of me and I think of how pure and innocent, um, I was, but I look at myself today, and I'm so proud of how much, um, fuck, sorry, (laughs) Um, I'm so proud of, like, how much I've grown and taken the things that make you lose innocence and turn them into strength and like power instead of allowing that stuff to make me bitter. Um, and that's why I look back fondly. On the innocent versions of me but like and I don't look at the future and the present as negatives I look at them as I am learning and growing and I think that there's power in that and both are beautiful but I She always exists like younger versions of you will always exist in your memory. And that innocence is powerful, but so is wisdom. Um, number 21 is there's nothing bad to come from dancing it out. (laughs) You'd be surprised at what dancing fixes. Um, that applies to like anything, honestly. I don't really need to expand on that one, in my opinion. <laughs> um, fucking the next time you're sad about some shit, dance it out. Throw on some headphones, bitch, and dance it out. That's all. Um, 22 is someone has to create the safe space, and it might as well be you so whether that be <clears throat> whether that be doing something maybe a little embarrassing to make the rest of the room feel comfortable whether that be sharing something about yourself that might be a little embarrassing whether like for me it's so worth it to put myself on the line in regard to sharing my experience if it means that it creates comfortability with those around me to share their experiences. And because you would be so surprised at how many people in the world have not been in safe spaces before. Um, and so there's nearly no, unless you're around some real douchebags who like make fun of you for sharing your fucking life experiences, there are nearly no cons to putting yourself on the line a little bit in order to create comfortability in the situation. So that's something that I try to do as frequently as possible in order to create safe spaces. Um, 23 is say yes, but don't feel bad for saying no. Um, And that I just mean to opportunities, to things, to new experiences. I think say yes as much as you can. and. Obviously, as long as they're safe, you know, um, and you get safe feelings from it. But like, I don't know, saying yes has caused some hardship for me, but also saying yes has caused me to meet some of my favorite people in the whole world. And so say yes, I don't know. You don't have to say yes to everything. Don't wear yourself out and don't, push yourself too hard, but say yes to things that you don't even really want to do, because sometimes it'll still be really fun. I don't know. Make yourself uncomfortable, I guess. Um, 24 is, it's good to have boundaries, but you can also meet people where they're at. Um, Life has given me a few circumstances where I have been able to allow people to meet people where they're at. And whether that be in friendship, whether that be in professional relationships whether that be in whatever like obviously no one should ever disrespect you no one should ever disrespectful like disrespect the people that you love like whatever um but you can't expect people to be anyone but themselves and that's something that my therapist uh new girl, new home girl, love her so much. Um, That was something that we, uh, that might be fuzzy, sorry. Um, That's something that we discussed during our first session of like, I was telling her that I can't have a relationship with my father right now because I am not at the point where I don't, I haven't adjusted my expectations enough where I know how my father's going to be and I'm not ready to accept the fact that that's all he's going to be. And she was like, you literally cannot expect anyone to be anyone other than themselves. And You can decide whether or not they belong in your life, but in order to have and maintain successful relationships with people, you have to have no other expectations on them. If you know the way that somebody is and they've acted that way for X amount of years or X amount of whatever, and you expect them to be anything other than who they are, it's not a them a them problem at that point. It's a you problem. And <clears throat> that was real as fuck, dude. Like, I... <clears throat> she asked me what she expected, or like, w- what I was looking for in a therapist. And I was like, I want somebody who is not going to enable my behavior. Because that's sort of how I felt at my old therapist that was like... She, <laughs> she was sweet, and she was cute, and God bless her. But... <laughs> Not the God bless her, but, um, I just felt as though she's like, well, you've been through a lot and it's like, yeah, okay. But like, that's not an excuse for shitty behavior, you know? And so that's something that I'm, I want to, it's a lesson that I'm learning that I still need to work on more of meeting people where they're at and I am somebody who has, I don't know, I guess sort of, I expect, I don't know, I, maybe I have sort of high expectations of the people that I love and I'm coming to terms with that and I'm figuring out how to establish boundaries while also figuring out how to navigate that I, those expectations need to diminish a little bit, you know? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, cause like, I think it's important to, I don't know. There's still some learning I need to do. Listen, That's why we have more than 25 years, because we need more than 25 lessons. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, my last lesson for the episode is, um, don't doubt yourself. And, um, I think... This year, this last year, really finally proved to me because I don't think that I really truly believed it until the end of this year. But there's not a single thing that life can hand to me that I won't figure out, and you as well. Um, Humans are resilient, and... We are created to problem solve and figure out how to survive. And if you're doing anything more than simply surviving, you're doing more than enough. And we are constantly clouded with so much information and allotted so much time to compare ourselves to everyone else in the world, and it's very easy to feel behind. But there's not a single thing that that little fucking ape brain (laughs) won't figure out, dude. And it's gonna be okay. You know, like you, there's almost no decision that can't be reversed. Nothing's permanent. And it is all going, it will work itself out. Even if it feels like nothing's ever gonna be okay again Shit comes around. It always does. And it's always gonna. And you, you know how it always comes back around? By being grateful, by being fucking courteous of others, by being. It's all gonna come back. And like, listen, because <clears throat> I feel like a lot of like organized Christians be like, I do nice things to get into heaven, right? And like it, it sounds the same what I'm about to say. But like, when you move with good intentions, good shit happens. And like, I guess that's that's the like, that's the whole thing is like, don't doubt that shit. That's all I got, man. I'm 25 years old, and uh, the world's not ending. I could have sworn it was gonna at 23 and at 24 and <laughs> I don't think I'm 25 and I don't think the world is ending anymore um, I, like figuratively I think the world is ending in like a climate change way and like a foreign affairs way but we won't get into it <laughs> so that's all um if it's not your birthday today happy january 17th (laughs) it is also the late betty white's birthday um and it's michelle obama's birthday um i don't know who else oh also al capone So that's my fucking trifecta. Who the fuck do you have for yours, dude? (laughs) Anyway. um, I love you guys. Thank you for coming with me on this wild journey. Um, I will be on my podcast grind for as long as y'all let me be on the podcast grind till Spotify fucking shuts down, bitch. (laughs) All right. I love y'all. Thank you for listening.